Welcome back to another episode of the Circle of Knowledge podcast. I am your host, John Kovach Jr., international motivational speaker and founder of Champion Circle Networking Association based in Salt Lake City, Utah, growing outside the state. We're trying to move into other cities and states. Uh, if you want more information about that, you can send us an email directly at John or team. You can do John or team, either one. Uh, they go to the same person, uh, but John at mychampioncircle.com. I'm really excited for today's interview, and I'm really excited because there's this really cool app that has taught me more about marketing than my actual uh, bachelor's degree ever did, and this app has pushed me and allowed me to connect with amazing content creators as well as professionals and just people who I admire. When I first jumped on the app in 2019, I shopped around to meet with and look for people who I aligned with, people who you know, spoke truth, who created a dialogue about things that actually mattered to me, who at the time was transitioning out of coaching and moving more into my motivational speaking. I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Alexandra Renee, who has... <laughs> And it's so funny. I just said your name and my Echo Dot devices just all turned on in the office. So I'm going to be careful about saying that, but I'm going to say your name proudly. Um, I, I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Alexandra Renee because she she on TikTok, when I first started following her, I think I started following her somewhere around 2020 when we were all locked up, we were all at home and uh, she had you know somewhere between a couple thousand followers and she was teaching principles on psychology and she was using that to allow herself to help people through her coaching. She's done life coaching. She's done some business coaching. Um, she's also a saleswoman. She knows so much about business. And I respected that from the first video. And you know TikTok, it's like seven seconds and you're swiping. And like I kept seeing her stuff and thought, man, this lady is amazing. Um, let, me, let me do a formal introduction and then I'll bring her on screen. But uh, Alexandra Renee is a sales is a saleswoman, life and business coach. She helps entrepreneurs learn to sell and use a combination of marketing and psychology strategies to attract their clients, their target clients, and their customers. Um, she grew up in a really interesting background, which I'll let her tell that story. But I'm really excited to bring her on stage because, again, it's not often that I get to have these conversations with people who I've just followed for a long time without having a like, legit conversation with. And two, people who I've just admired from afar. And digitally, this felt this feels like a like a reunion because I really, really am just just honored to highlight some of my my friends that I've met through the platforms of TikTok, Instagram you know, and, and many of the other platforms. So without any further ado, I'm excited to introduce you guys to the wonderful Miss Alexandra Renee. Thank you for joining me on the Circle of Knowledge podcast. Yeah, thank you. This is so awesome. And thank you for the introduction. And oh my, I couldn't agree more. Like, what a cool age we're in where we can scroll through social media and then meet like-minded people that we learn from that lift us up and that we become friends with. Like, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. And, and I, I personally, like, I know I just hit it on the head a couple of times, but your content's pretty amazing. Um, and we don't, we don't need to go into like the, the logistics or the, 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 what do you call that? The, the numbers of what each post is getting, but you're reaching a lot of people and teaching them very valuable lessons mm -hmm. on the principles of psychology. 
my first question for you is, what is it about psych? Did you were you a psychology major? Are you interested in psychology, or have you used psychology in your sales and marketing? And have learned that if people, if other people learn this, then they'll be effective as well. Give us a little bit of background and your ideas on psychology. Yeah. So. I mean, this almost happened, the whole TikTok psychology thing almost happened by accident. So I do have a minor in psychology. So I do have a, a formal degree in it, but you know, it's not my major, just my minor. And honestly, it's just always been so interesting to me. So from, you know, collegiate, right? I did minor in psychology, major in marketing, and then I went into sales. So I was always able to combine the marketing, the sales and the psychology together. Um, But then when I got into the real world, so to speak, I realized that a lot of the hard skills that you learn or that you're taught in a textbook in a traditional marketing or sales class is really like almost overshadowed by the people skills and by the psychology and getting to actually know who your buyer is, what are their buyer motivations and how to really interact and connect with them in in a way that's going to facilitate um, you know, hopefully a purchase, obviously, if it's actually the right target market and the right customer. So that's sort of how that started. That's a little bit of my more like formal background. But, you know, honestly, I'm just I'm always so interested in psychology. I start I mean, I'll read books that kind of like hit it on the head. Obviously, you mentioned like Think and Grow Rich, which is not necessarily a sales book to me. It's just a life book. I've, um, I think I've read it like six times. It's so good. Uh-huh. Um but then even the 48 laws of power like books like that that really start to dive into like human true like human psychology and so i started you know i'm always reading i i love reading honestly i do mostly audible but as i'm doing that i'm like oh my gosh these are such good nuggets these are such good nuggets and so i just started as i'm reading like literally like i'll read something and then i'll like voice record myself when i like i'm motivated by something and then i'll turn it into a TikTok. Mm. um and so those sorts of posts just started to really take off and what i learned is that you know humans innately we're fascinated in ourselves and it's like it's almost an ego thing but it's just it's just a curiosity like we want to know how our inner mind works so it's funny because you know what i do i i'm, co- I'm a coach right so i help people with marketing and sales but so much of my content attracts people that are just like interested in like how our brain works and how we as humans interact with each other, which I think is so interesting, especially because, you know, at the time that TikTok started to take off, this was, you know, in the start of lockdowns. So yeah. our day to day interactions with people change dramatically. So I just I find that whole thing really interesting. So that's kind of how it started to, to take off. That's amazing. And I love hearing that because if it is just an interest um, with a with a little bit of formal background that that you've expanded on, it's it's amazing that so many people are interested in this topic, that they 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 follow you, they they consume your content, they want to learn more. There's so many avenues to this. But before we dive deeper into that topic, let's get to know you from a background. You have an interesting uh, um, um I guess, background story. And it's that, you know, you came from very humble circumstances. Could you tell us a little bit about where you've come from to be Alexandra Renee in the present? (laughs) Yeah, awesome. So, I mean, growing up, I'm born and raised on Long Island, which is in New York, if you're not familiar. So just a, a very like, normal like middle class upbringing um my dad was actually also in sales which is what sort of got me 
set on like, okay, I'm a salesperson, I'm going to be on that sort of track. But, you know, I think what is really interesting as I, and you know, I didn't see this as a six-year-old or a 10-year-old or 15-year-old, but I could see this, you know, now looking back in hindsight, is that, you know, a lot of the rules that I was kind of instilled with growing up and a lot of the kind of mindset is a lot of the traditional of like, play it safe, go to college, get a job. You're going to be in that job for 40 years. Always make sure that you're saving for a rainy day. And like those, the money doesn't grow on trees, those sorts of things. And, you know, it's interesting because I think that to my parents, they were doing the right thing. This was very common advice. This is super normal. Uh, You know, like risk is bad, mitigate your risk, like all those sorts of things. And so I kind of grew up like being really, scared of trying to do anything different and just really like kind of had a negative mindset around money and around what I could actually accomplish. And even like, you know, to like respect your peers, I got my first job and I was, you know, pretty miserable. And my parents would be like, well, you have to like, make sure that your boss likes you and it's okay. Like just a couple, just five more years, like it'll go, it'll go straight by. And like those sorts of things where your family and your peers are like really trying to protect you, but they're actually holding you back from your full potential. And so it's not that anything was bad, but it's that I think sometimes when you're in an environment that is like trying to keep you safe, you kind of realize like, is this truly keeping me safe or, you know, are I not exploring other options? And it wasn't until I got into adulthood until a few years after college where all of a sudden I went, oh my gosh, I could do, I could do anything. I didn't, I've been trained to be in corporate America my whole life. Like this is crazy. And then I started like trying all sorts of things, like oh, too many things, but it was more just like, I, I woke up and was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I have the whole world in front of me. And so, you know, what I kind of want to instill to your audience is that, you know, take a look at the environment and and who you're around. And if those are the things that you're hearing, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, keep an open mind, try to find people that are, you know, going to help you explore new options and really reach your highest potential. Because, you know, I think so many people live a life that they are not necessarily happy with because they're just, they're playing it safe. Yeah. Yeah. And that resonates so well with many of my listeners because many of my listeners are in the first couple of years of their business and they're going through a lot of, let's call it uh, emotional development because, <laughs> you know, they, they say that the fastest way to learn about yourself is to just build a business and see what happens because as you build a business, you will struggle through many of those personal things that you need to work through or many of those maybe lack of skills-based knowledge and so forth. But what you've described here is that a lot of people will resonate with this because they find themselves in the very, very similar position. They they don't really have the clarity that, that they that they should about themselves, about what they want to build and moving forward, uh, just all that they're working on and why they're working on it. Many of us are taught, and you you explained it well with the story in the background, which is, you know, whatever our upbringing is, whatever class we grew up in, that tends to be our belief system, our belief system about money. It, it tends to be how we uh, how we treat in ourselves and our relationship with money and so forth. And I think that that's it's unfortunate, but it's also um, a, a good starting place to help a lot of people. But 
the fact that we have to help help a lot of people is kind of it's too bad. So it's 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 an interesting concept. But um, hey, thank you for telling me a little bit more about you and your background. That's amazing, Long Island. I have a friend there, um, someone I work closely with, and a beautiful part of the country. I guess my next question would be: Is now that you've kind of brought us to the present. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing today. I mean, you're involved in psychology. You're a salesperson. That you got that from your. You said you got that from your dad. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing and uh, um, and why. Sure. So, I'm so I'm a very high energy person, and I I like to do a lot. I'm I'm just a student of life. I always like to be learning and growing. So, I for one, I have my coaching business, and that is really for life coaching, I would call it really motivational coaching, but also um, sales coaching. And that's really for entrepreneurs. I got started with that in, when did I start? I believe it was about 2018. And I was in corporate America. I'm still in corporate America, but I'll get there in a second. So um, in corporate America, in sales and started to kind of like look into the entrepreneurship space and just like, just out of curiosity, right? Like I wasn't really looking to find anything, but what I found is that there's so many people, really skilled people in their craft, specifically like an online business that really don't understand sales and their businesses are really hurting because of it. And there's so many people is like, make money fast and like do this funnel. And, you know, there, you know, you've seen it all if you've, I'm sure you've seen it all. Um, and so I realized like, oh my gosh, there's such a need in the market to teach people how to sell. And then the people that do try to sell they're you know, here with their products, like, hi, I'm Alex and here's my product, you know, and it's just, it's not like, you're not really interacting with people. So I started reaching out to these um, women mostly and basically offering my services. And so I work with women and help them learn how to sell everything from finding your target market to how are you pitching yourself? What is your pitch? How are you interacting with people who are your target audience? What happens when someone isn't interested and you get rejected? How do we handle that? What are the, you know, are we going to be overcoming objections or is this something where they're just not a fit? Those sorts of, um, you know, nuances, which for, which for me is, you know, secondary, but then you kind of forget when you're in like one circle, you sort of forget like, oh my gosh, this is like so valuable to other people. So I have to help them. So that's sort of um, one piece of it. And then also, as I mentioned, I, I'm a salesperson. I'm in corporate America. I've worked at some of the um, biggest companies in the world, Amazon, Oracle, if you're familiar with either of those or, or both of them. And so um, I and I I love it. It's, it's really interesting to me because I like part of me is like I never want to be in corporate America ever again. But the reality is like. It also, in some sense, like it does, and this is like my old programming, like it mitigates risk and it, it truly does. And also I, I'm learning, I still learn a lot. And I actually think that I'm able to help so many people because it's not like, oh, I did that 10 years ago and let me help you. It's like, no, no, no. Like I go through these, you know, challenges of prospecting and, you know, talking to people, et cetera, every single day. And, you know, over time, you know, with how fast the world is, things change. So actually I think it keeps me really like on my toes. Um, and also I, I like, I guess, meet a lot of good people. And then also my um, newest venture 
is I also am, I started a new business and I'm also an Airbnb host. I bought a property, put it on Airbnb um, and am currently doing that. And I'm already looking for my second and third property right now, even in the middle of like all of this craziness, which is why before we were live, I mentioned uh, Savannah and Charlotte and potentially Raleigh as next places. Um, and, you know, that's sort of what I'm doing. I mean, it's not, I'm not, that person that's going to be like in like one thing. That's just not how I work. I just, I like to learn and grow and um, hopefully can share my journey with my audience on, you know, on the way, hopefully up, but you know, on that entire journey and people can learn from it and, and all that good stuff. Man, I love this. And I love this because, you know, I haven't had a chance to um, really, really connect uh, outside of, you know, TikTok and social media. And uh, in the meantime, John gets to just, you know, catch up and and, and learn more from you uh, vicariously through your uh, TikTok and your, 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 uh, your videos. And uh, the fact that I get to listen to more than, you know, 15 seconds to 60 seconds of what you are sharing is like, yes, I love, let's eat this up. This is amazing. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited about what you've shared and uh, thank you for sharing your background. I, I guess I, I would call it the uh, the quasi business owner, the person who doesn't stay in one lane where they get to go and experience stuff. And that's the liberty you have when you've learned business in multi in multiple ways. Uh, and and you know usually people who are on that train of of progress and success and are also finding themselves in a position to to explore other things are usually jumping into real estate, which is amazing because the the airbnb business and and model and and structure is such a great opportunity for a lot of people to travel to have properties and to make a really great side income which is a which is really cool good for you guys that's amazing yeah and you, and you know what it is like i'm i'm still learning what i'm good at and what i enjoy and you know what i can say to your audience too is like you don't have to i feel like this is also like such an old programming thing of like you're supposed to pick this one thing or you're supposed to double down on what you're good at. And there's obviously an argument that can be made and there's exceptions to the rule. But like for me personally, I enjoy doing multiple different things and learning what I'm good at. And even with like, right, with real estate, like it's just so interesting and you can do it relatively passively and then have, I can still have time for, you know, my coaching and my students and all that sort of good stuff. So don't, you know, be open-minded and like forgiving of yourself. Don't put yourself in, in a corner. Let me ask you this, because you bring up a really interesting topic in conversation, which is it's important to have multiple interests. It's even more important to, you know, div- discover those interests and to dive into them and to learn as you go and to learn from a perspective of, you know, I can do anything. But at the same time, too, do you f- have you found like which of these business ventures have you found your niche like what 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 makes you the or what what, here's a better question what's your secret sauce like learning what you do best in business and how does that help the business operate and then what do you do with the rest of the stuff that you probably don't you know need to do or someone else is probably better at well how do you delegate or what do you do for that and and tell us a little bit about that business process. I, I know it's a little bit uh, put you on the spot a bit, but I, I'm just curious because you've got a lot of skill sets. You're extremely smart, but what do you do for the things you don't necessarily need to do? 
Yeah, no. So I, I love this question because right when you're starting a business, you're the CEO, the marketing, like you're you're doing everything. You're the administrative assistant. Um, and when I you know first started, even specifically my coaching business, I I started and stopped and started and stopped because I was like, oh my goodness, this is not scale. This is not scalable. And there's so much of it that you know doesn't really fall under what my like what I would consider my skill set to be. So I'll answer I'll indirectly answer your question, but then I will actually answer it. So um you know I think for I, that's for, a psychology for, hack by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah tell them what you're gonna tell them then tell them. Um, yeah, right. but so here so I in the beginning I think that you have to do everything honestly because you it's really difficult for you to outsource things um before you really know what you're doing. And mm. so now for me personally, I like I see myself as a business builder. So I like to start a business and put structure behind it. And then some of the smaller tasks I will hand off to other people. So like, for example, with my coaching. So I, I personally don't, I'm not reaching out to people. I have um, basically an administrative assistant that I have trained to reach out to people that could potentially be a good fit. Um, and now at this point, I actually take my own sales calls, but I, I go back and forth with, you know, do I even want to do that? Can I train someone to even take my sales calls? And then I can just be the person that's actually coaching them. Yeah. So that's an example. And then um, on the Airbnb business, um, that, so because it's so new, I've been doing this for like four weeks. Well, I mean, I, it took me several months to get the property up and running, but now it's been up and running for like a month at this point. Cool. Um, but as it's getting up and running, you know, I'm basically creating processes that I can then hand off to someone. So, you know, to me, I'm the person that's like, in my opinion, looking for the opportunity, looking for the target market, but some of the, the smaller, and I don't necessarily want to say smaller, but some of the like minute details of even like our guests checking out on time or reaching out to people that could be clients. Like I've, I've outsourced those things. And then even in my personal life, I actually have, and it, this is like one of those things that like people that are in corporate America think I'm like very high maintenance for doing this, but it is so efficient. I have um, a virtual assistant that basically helps me with organize my life. And I mean, they're helping me with um, like my books. If I need to order things, they're ordering things for me. Um, you know, those sorts of things. So like the things that are not in your like wheelhouse and your strength or that are just taking up time or energy. If you can outsource those to other people, definitely do it. So yeah, that's sort of my advice, and it's really helped me because you can't you can't do it all. And then also, I think the people that have built multiple businesses, they're really good at hiring a team under them and then managing the team. Um, but yeah, so I I like to build I like to build businesses. That's really, and I hope that over time I'm doing more and more of that, and that's really my goal. And then to inspire people along the way, because this is such a long answer, and I'm sorry. Um, but as we have kind of went through, you know, a pandemic, and it's kind of caused me to sort of reevaluate life in in some senses. Is like I am really like bothered by the discrepancy in like income and education throughout our country and throughout the world, but like more specifically throughout our country. And it's, it's not a matter of a discrepancy of um, intellect. It's a discrepancy of education. 
Um, and so as I'm learning and building businesses, I want to keep helping other people because, you know, it's, it's frustrating to me to see people that, you know, even people that I've grown up with that I've known my whole life that they feel stuck because they're just, they haven't learned how to make money or how to be successful. And it's a combination of hard skills and, and mindset. So I always want to, you know, be giving back in that way too. Man, that's great. And I love the long answer. Again, this is greater than TikTok because I can actually listen for a longer time. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I, I knew that you'd have some really great insight because one of the things that you know I try to teach on this podcast is that you can't do everything, even though physically, possibly, yes, you can. We are amazing human beings, but you shouldn't. Like pass it off to allow allow other people to help you build what you're building, and it's 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 a great process, and um, I, I appreciate that, and it gives us a little bit more insight onto how awesome and how I guess f- how much of a front runner businesswoman you are, paving the way for other business people to create you know that type of that type of leadership in your own companies and in your own life. So I love that. Um, let's transition a little bit here. I, I'd love to ask you if there was a a nugget of knowledge that you would like to share with my listeners, but to the world, something that's common or maybe that you've learned, but maybe uncommon to everyone else. What would that nugget of knowledge be? Yeah. So it's funny, as I have thought about this podcast, I kept like changing my answer and it's, it's tax season. I don't know exactly when this is going to come out, but it's currently tax season. Um, And so my nugget of knowledge is to do an audit on your life. Um, and to really do it. And I, what I mean by that is this could be a time audit and what I, what I do for people. And actually I still do this for myself. I literally like every 15 to 30 minutes of my day, I'm writing down what I'm doing and then not necessarily to keep myself on a 15 minute schedule, but then I can look back at the end of the day or end of the week and say, I wasted too much time doing this. I was stressed about this and it cost me X amount of time. Um, And then even, you know, in your social life or in your family, like think about the time that you're spending, the relationships that you're having. Are there areas where maybe it's, it's too negative? It's not helping you get to your goals or are you coming out of a certain social interaction and you're always upset, right? Or you're, you're always like bothered by something. Um, So do an audit of your life as crazy as that sounds and, you know, make adjustments accordingly. And I think that, you know, it's, it sounds like this really small thing, but those sorts of little things of paying attention to what's keeping me productive, what's making me feel good, what's helping me, you know, get the mindset to get closer to my goals over time, those things make a huge difference. Wow. Yeah. I love that. And and it is tax season and, it's a great reminder to all of us. <laughs> and, yeah. and I always well, forget. I have a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The 18th comes quick. Um, man, that's that's fantastic. And the next question I'd like to ask is, as a result of this audit, what's something that, other than the audit, of course, uh, what's something that our listeners could take immediate action on? I mean, one step in that direction. I mean, you mentioned the really cool tactic of of writing things down keeping a ledger or keeping a log of your day and then recognizing what you're doing. Uh, maybe that's the action, or maybe it's literally just sit down and evaluate your life. But what, what, what would be a, a step that people could take today to really, really enhance and move in that direction of auditing themselves? Totally. Okay. So at some point today, 
set aside 15 minutes and truly like set every everything aside. And when I do, and you know, I probably look crazy, but I will literally just stand in my room in like a quiet room and I'll put my palms open and cl close my eyes and just take like 10 or 15 really, really like deep breaths in and deep breaths out. And it actually, it slows down the nervous system in your body. It's so it, mm. it really slows everything down. And as you're doing that, just think about what your intention is for the day. What are you excited to accomplish? What do you want to accomplish? And it might not be a tangible thing. It could just be a feeling like, how do you want to feel today? Um, and that again, it takes 15 minutes. It's really small. And the first time or honestly, maybe even first five or six times you're doing it, it, it really might feel a little bit silly, but over time you can really um, like focus and reset your mindset, especially like for someone, if you're like me, you're doing a lot of different tasks throughout the day. Um, it's really, it's a mental reset and kind of a realigning of what you are intending to do and what you're intending to get out of that day. Oh, brilliant. I think that's a great, just a great action to take. And if you guys do that today, or if you do that, if you're going to do it today, do it today and do it again tomorrow and then do it again the following day, because that is a, a powerful step for success. And it allows you to, man, keep record uh, that a lot of uh, it blew my mind the other day. And I and I've been in personal development for a few years, but I I didn't realize the statistic and I kind of just made my way into personal development. I. I found my way in because of an interest, but somebody told me the other day that, you know, the 90 percentile of people who do not reach their goals is because they forgot or they did not take the one simple step of writing things down, writing it down, putting it somewhere in a journal, in a planner, in a, on your wall, on a whiteboard, uh, just writing things down. And I, I, I value that, that um, advice and counsel very, very well, because that's a piece of advice that I think people forget, you know, literally write it down. Um, and sometimes it's even better. Like I encourage people to like pick up one of these things. Like soon these things will be obsolete because everything else is uh, digitalized and an NFT. But I think that when you turn these things into the device that they're meant to be um, and write things down, you physically are emotionally and experiencing that process of taking some inventory. And I love that. So thank you, Alexandra. That That's pretty sound advice. And I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited for my listeners to receive that. Um, if you're listening to the replay on this, you're probably listening to Apple Podcasts or you're listening on a Spotify, wherever you're getting this. I, I'm, I'm really excited for you to take immediate action. And tell me your stories. I'm sure if you if you reply back to the podcast and tell me what you've done as a result of writing some of your stuff down, um, let's relay that to Alexandra so she can see or she can hear or understand what's going on in your world. Um, Alexandra, how what would be the best way for people to get in touch with you and to connect with you? Yeah, so probably the easiest way is through TikTok. So um, you can, I, I wonder, I don't know if you could like link a handle in here, but it's Alexandra X Renee. It's just a very easy TikTok handle. And you can uh, just message me on there. I'm, I'll always check my messages. I will absolutely get back to you. I, I've not left anyone on red. So um, yeah, and I'm happy to just, you know, answer your questions and, and get to know everyone a little bit more. I'll put that here in the uh, chat section and I'll also have that in the show notes so you can find her, her uh, handle there. Um, and I highly recommend it. You guys go and follow her on social media. Again, I met her, or I guess I followed her in 2020. 
I've learned a lot and I just admire her approach to sharing content. Um, there's a lot of people that get on TikTok and are just trying to grow their accounts. And they're just trying to get famous. But um, the, the people who really truly set the pace in the app are those who take the time to just share knowledge, value, and pour into people through the concepts and the knowledge that they share. And that's something I really ex respect about you. And I, I've, I've, I've been a, a loyal follower and also just a, a big fan for a couple of years now. And I, I just appreciate that. I don't know if you get that. I don't know if people tell you that all the time. Uh, they should, but I, I, I hope to be that voice of Korea, uh, the, the voice of consumption from your followers that what they experience when they hear your hear your videos and watch your stuff. It's, it's pretty phenomenal for me. Thank you. Likewise. And I mean, it's just what you're doing is incredible, too. And I, I have so many questions about what you do. So we're, we're gonna have to flip the script at some point. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm happy to. And even if anything, we'll just uh, we'll just meet up with you guys in a couple months in uh, Charleston or Raleigh or wherever you're at. We're going to check out Savannah, too. And get to know that more but you guys go check out um alexandra renee and uh, i i do have a question because it, it it appeared in the green screen before we jumped here on the live but uh you are obviously a lover of pets what uh what 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 uh what pets do you have and what are their names i let's see oh she's not in grabbing distance but uh i have a miniature long-haired dachshund and she's a brown dachshund and her name is beamer and if you follow me on social media, every once in a while, Beamer will make an make an appearance. Oh, she's man. uh she's very lovable, but also uh, high maintenance. We spoil her a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's interesting. Um, we have we have three dogs, and this is all relative to business and podcast, I guess. <laughs> is that uh, my listeners love this stuff? But um, we have three dogs. We have a Newfoundland, so a ninety plus pound dog. We've got a little cocker spaniel. And he's 30 pounds. And we just, I mean, we've been actually part of the Dachshund Rescue Foundation for a while. And we've been fostering Dachshunds. And we officially adopted um, our first uh, long-haired Dachshund um, just about two months ago. Her name is Tilly. And she is a uh, beautiful, I'll show you pictures. <laughs> um, she's a beautiful little uh, Dachshund. And, you know, I am, I'm, I'm, a big dog kind of person. And every day I fear for my life that I'm going to step on and crush our cute little dachshund. But, uh, uh, it is, um, it has definitely been a really, really fun experience working with this smaller dog and just loving that dog as much as I love all my big dogs. It's been, it's been a really great experience. So I too have joined the, uh, the dachshund clan. <laughs> it's the best. They're just so, they're so lovable. Oh man. Now, now you definitely have to come and visit because Beamer definitely wants to meet your dogs. <laughs> okay, good. There we go. Play date scheduled. Let's do this. Um, and then last thing I want to ask you, Alexandra, and again, I'll, I'll keep pouring into you if you just want to keep taking the sunshine, because I'll just keep throwing it at you. But uh, uh, again, I appreciate you. I admire what you do. And I, I want to ask you one last thing. And I don't usually do this on the show, but uh, I just get the sense that there's so much more that you and I can dive deeper into that maybe we'll do a part two on this podcast episode. But I, I would personally love to dive a little bit deeper into psychology and, and even just the makings of business, because you and I both read the same books. We listen to the same podcast. We listen to very, very similar things, but I love other people's perspectives because they give us a, a wider range and a wider, uh, uh, we'll call it viewpoint of all that we uh, study. And, and, and this is my question. It's very simple is 
if you were to leave us with something to ponder or something to think about, maybe there's something that you're reading about and thinking about, what would be something you would encourage my listeners to begin to study or learn more about or to recognize as they are truly working on their businesses. These people are in the first three to four years of their business. Um, The majority of my listeners are women, 60% women, 40% men. And um, most of them are living here in the United States. Some of them are in the Philippines, some of them are in um, Australia and the UK. But uh, as far as I understand, these people are building their businesses from the first couple of years and they're in the process of development. Do you have any advice or just any counsel or even just things that you would say, Hey, go study, go learn, go read or go, go look into this idea that may help you. Any ideas? Yeah. So, I mean, a couple things. So the first is, I mean, what in like, first of all, awesome for starting, right. That's sometimes the hardest part. And when you're in sort of that like inertia of like it's not built yet but like i have this vision like you know that's sometimes the part that is like the the most difficult to to get through right so the first thing that i would say is that the only way that you are guaranteed to fail is if you stop um and so think about it that way think about you know you in five years from now think of like how much knowledge you have now and how much Um, you know, more you can take with you going forward. The second thing that I will say is that every, this is sort of like a psychology thing, but like every truth is a half truth. And what I mean by that is when something challenging comes up in your business, there's always an alternate perspective. And when you're growing your business, there's going to be mistakes. It's not going to be perfect and that's okay. Um, But it's really important to have that emotional resilience and take the opposite perspective when it best, when it best serves you. Um, Because again, the only way you're going to, you're guaranteed to fail is if you stop. Um, And then the third is find circles that are in your niche. And this doesn't need to be necessarily even in person. Like I, I love YouTube. I, even though I'm on TikTok a lot, so much of my education has come from finding people on YouTube who are in my niche and learning from them and then reading their books. And then, you know, maybe from there finding out, do they have something in person? So use the power of the internet to put yourself, even if it's virtually in the circles of people who are doing what you want to do, because then it it doesn't seem like this far-fetched thing. There's people right in front of you doing it. And it's proof that you can do it too. Very, very well said. I'm glad I asked because that's a, that's a powerful principle for a lot of small business owners. Thank you again so much for your time. I really appreciate this conversation. We'll make a part two for sure. Looking forward to trading more and more conversations and getting to know you more. Uh, My listeners, again, go follow her. Don't just send her a DM. Don't just attack her. (laughs) Just go and actually listen to a lot of her content. I highly recommend it. I've been impacted by a lot of her videos. She's such a knowledgeable business person. I'm grateful for you, Alexandra Renee, and thank you for your time on the Circle of Knowledge podcast. And uh, I just very, very appreciate you, the value that you share. I'm looking forward to more opportunities to connect. Totally. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Absolutely. Until next time, you guys, everything that you need is within you. Now take the opportunity to take immediate action on the knowledge that you've received from today's content. And I'll see you on the other side. 